this is Linda. And this is Kirsten. From the Iron, Iron Maidens. And you're listening to the Classic Rock Metal Podcast. Ooh. Whoopsie. Up the iron. Classic Rock and Metal. The next generation. New bands that sound a bit like older bands. What the hell is this? New bands that just love some of the older bands. And stuff. Oh, hell. It's just bands we think you'll dig. Okay? Hello, hello. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in and welcome along to another Next Generation show where we endeavour to introduce you to a band that you might like because you're a fan of the older stuff type thing. Now, normally we feature a band who fits into the same genre as one of the bands from the 70s and 80s, but it occurred to me that in that category we should include tribute bands who are, by definition, following in the footsteps of their heroes. So, for your consideration this week is the world's only all-female Iron Maiden tribute band, the Iron Maidens. They've actually been around since 2001 and have had a few lineup changes, not surprisingly, but have gained such notoriety with the current members that 2016 saw their first headlining tour of Europe. This included a date in London, which is where I caught up with lead singer Kirsten Rosenberg, who goes under the rather amusing stage name of Bruce Chickinson, and drummer Linda McDonald, affectionately known as Nikki McBurain. Get it? Now, I know what you're thinking. How can this be anywhere near as good as Maiden? Well, before the chat, have a listen to this. Recorded last year to a delirious crowd on the Sunset Strip, here's their version of The Trooper. Welcome to the stage, the
uh, we're in England, so a corny chat-up line is, is called for. So what's a couple of nice girls like you doing in a place like this? I think it involves roofies. <laughs> I think someone put something in our drinks, because I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing I here. I don't even know if I drank anything. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty serious. You need to get that sorted. <laughs> well, the yeah. roofies were so strong. Damn, what? Can we curse, by the way? You can do what you like. Oh, fuck yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Why not? Why not a couple of nice bros? Who says we're nice anyway? Why not, man? We love Maiden. We love metal. So this is the first London show. I don't want to build it up and but this is our debut in the UK period in mm -hmm. all of England. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we set foot outside the Heathrow Airport. That's right. As right. the Iron Maidens. Yes. Right. The Lips played here before. <laughs> yes. But that was a long time ago. That was, that was for the first generation show? That was no. the first generation with a band called Phantom Blue. But now it's the Iron Maidens. So we're, we're excited to be here because this is Iron Maidens <laughs> birthing ground, the holy grail, hallowed ground, you know. You'll notice they don't spend a lot of time here these days, though. I know. Well, you know, it's crazy. I mean, they like live where we live. Yeah. You know, which is ironic. And then they're playing the U.S. when we're here, so. They're actually playing Los Angeles while we're right. here. So well, we had to go and see them in Vegas. You wouldn't, be t you wouldn't want to take some of their... <laughs> I know, we play, I know, because we thought, look, fellas, we're not going to do that to you. We'll make sure, <laughs> we'll make sure to plan it around your dates. We're not stealing any of your thunder. Steve doesn't take kindly to that kind of yes. thing. <laughs> you kind of half answered the question. It was, it was, um, had you been in bands before this? And, and how did the idea come to be, uh, not just a tribute album, but obviously for Maiden? Oh, that's a Linda. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I was in a band called Phantom Blue, which was a Mike Varney shrapnel Geffen thing. And so we toured through here uh, a couple times. We played Shepherd's Bush. But in the early, late 90s or whenever the hell, early 2000s, whenever this band came to be. 2001. 2001. Um, the original scene in LA was really sucking, really bad. It was really boring. It was horrible. And I was getting really burnt out. Um, you know, a lot of band members just want to be part of the band, but they want you to do all the work. And I kind of had enough of that. Just when I was about to hang it up, um, ran into a bunch of friends that were doing tributes and they wanted to do an all-female tribute to Iron Maiden. We're looking for the final members. They needed a drummer, a guitar player. Boom, done. And 15 years later, we're still doing it. The Iron Maidens. Wow. <laughs> it's hard to believe, 15 years. It is. Now, I wasn't there in the beginning. And of course, I'm only 17 years old. And she was just So I was just in diapers, of course. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I found out about this band. I saw them online. <laughs> and I totally, I was like, I have to be in that band because I love Maiden. I love what they're doing. Those bitches rock. I want that front woman's job. I'm going to take her job. I'm going to stalk these girls until they let me join the band. And she did. I did. But there, there was a few restraining orders in there, but we got all that sorted out. Yeah, we, we, we just... You don't get anywhere without a couple of those. But that properly, that is proper Maiden tribute, because Bruce saw Diana on stage and said, I should be in that band instead. So you've really? done it absolutely right. Well, what can I say? It's just so... Damn. It's so authentic. You really go the whole way, don't you? Yeah, you should oh. see me fly a plane. <laughs> okay. Um, That's only funny to us. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's a, there's a lot of Iron Maiden tribute bands out there. Yes. Uh, were you surprised that y you've been, or you were so widely accepted, or, or, or are now, or has it always been that way? Did people take to it straight away? Um, they actually did take to it straight away, and way beyond anything we expected. I mean, we obviously we were doing it just for the joy of playing Maiden, and people were lining up outside the uh, rehearsal door, peeking in this little tiny window, and they were just lined up down the hallway, and 
it was kind of weird, but I guess that's what they thought when they saw us mm -hmm. playing Maiden. So it kind of just gained momentum since that day, and we're very, very grateful for that. It's just fun. <laughs> I think, sure, they're the novelty, you cannot deny, being women playing Maiden, especially back when the band started, which was even more rare. Sure, that's going to get some attention, whereas another Maiden tribute might not. But one listen, you know, that 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 might get a little bit of notoriety in the beginning, but... You know, it's it's the, the musicianship, the showmanship. You know, they brought people back and then developed the band's reputation, you yeah, know? Yeah, because that's what people love about Iron Maiden is their, you know, their musicianship and just the way that they execute it live. And you have to be able to do that or people are just going to... They're not going to respect you. <laughs> I mean, I, I keep offering to, to perform in a thong and topless. <laughs> To help things, but my bandmates were like, no, 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 no. That's that's not necessary. But I would do it for the cost. Sorry, I'm just picturing Bruce in a thong. That's throwing me completely. He would have to wear pasties. Oh. You've kind of, I mean, you must be psychic as well, because you've kind of already gone on to the next question and answered no, it, which, which is, I mean, it was, uh, you know, I mean, you have really answered it, but I mean, uh, being an all-girl band that is, if you don't mind me saying so, very easy on the eye, um, it does give an added appeal to what is still predominantly a, a male audience, but are you, do you feel the pressure that that proportionally goes the other way, so people go, okay, look great, let's have a listen, and obviously Iron Maiden being so well-known for being musically tight, you've got to be right there, haven't you? I don't think we feel that anymore. No, we did in the first maybe up to five years, you know, you, you go and you play somewhere for the first time and I know you can't see this, but I'm crossing my arms and <laughs> you can see this. Yeah. They're crossing the arms. Are they going to crash and burn or are they going to be really good? And I, I, we kind of like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They oh, come sure. bring, you know, bring your skepticism. Bring it. It's all good, but that's kind of all done with. It people is. People see videos on YouTube and, yeah. and you know, there's some clunkers out there too, we admit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a few of those on Iron Maiden show, though, to be fair. I, I have so many uh, Spinal Tap moments. It's, uh, you could have a great blooper reel for my <laughs> shit alone. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nick Mason from Pink Floyd once famously said that he thought the Australian Pink Floyd show was probably better than they were at that wow. particular time and, and they got invited to play at Dave Gilmore's 50th birthday party uh, that's cool uh, uh, you know uh, what sort of reaction have you had from past or current members of, of Iron Maiden Linda's got a great story <laughs> Linda's got before my time I wish I was there we were uh, playing in Mexico City, and this was, I can't remember the tour, I'm, I'm so bad at this, but um, the tour when Lauren Harris was, was opening up. And so Maiden had a day off, and Lauren Harris did not have a day off, but they were gigging with us, or we were gigging with her on their day off. So Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson were both there at the show. Yeah, it was kind of nerve-wracking. Hard rock. It was hard rock cafe in Mexico City. Right? City. Okay. Yep. And after the uh, before the show, Steve Harris was in the dressing room and all that, and we just didn't want to geek out, and we just said, leave him alone. Just leave him alone. <laughs> um, after the show, he came backstage and he was glowing, and he gave us, you know, the thumbs up and gave us his blessing to continue on. That was really that's a, about as good as it gets, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was just mind-boggling. <laughs> I think the fellows are due, though. They're overdue to come and see the show again because we have, you know, different lineup. Some members, so come on, guys. This is the invitation. I tell you what, uh, we'll we'll reserve a couple spots on the guest list for you. No problem. Maybe give you a little uh, a drink ticket, a little cocktail or something on us. No problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's a lot of discussion about tribute bands. Uh, the general consensus is that if you're if you can only see the original band in a stadium every three or four years for, for mega bucks, or they've packed it in all together, another version which accurately represents it is a good thing. Do you feel that you're filling a gap left by the success that Maiden still has? Like they say, they're not here and, and you are, and they wouldn't be playing the Academy in Islington. I absolutely feel that. Mm -hmm. um, we're the surrogate <laughs> fix, I guess, if you will. Totally, because people are like, oh man, like I haven't heard that song in forever and it just totally brings me back. You made my night, I love that song, that was off my favorite album. Um, yeah, so we're totally yeah. just, you know, helping to spread the, the maiden gospel. And joy. also, because, you know, they can't be, they can only be in one city at a time and they can't hit all these, these uh, states in the US or anywhere and people have to travel super far and it gets really expensive on top of ticket prices mm -hmm. to make flights and hotels that when we come to their town they're like okay this will hold me over until i can save the money and go see them on the next tour and right 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 how do you choose the songs for the set is it a case of just having the classics or are you tempted to bring some back that they don't know or they don't play or maybe even a deep cut that's never been played how does it work Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Linda is actually a, it's, it's the Linda, Linda, Linda show. <laughs> yeah, Linda, Linda does the set list for us, and she's great at keeping track of when we've already been to a city. She knows exactly what we've played there already. Yes, or so if it's it a will new not city, be the same right, set. right, to keep it fresh. But yeah, we totally love to mix it up. I mean, it also depends on the audience. If we know yeah. we're, we're playing a place that it's diehard Iron Maiden fans, we know we can go totally deep long epic songs if it's a place where you're playing like a casino like yeah you're you playing more user-friendly exactly that they may have heard on the radio not that may never got played on the radio or they may remember from seeing a video like of course run to the hills and two minutes to midnight and stuff like that yeah um for the you know less committed listener we <laughs> did we did a uh, iron maiden fan club pre iron maiden show that's right in las vegas just a month or so ago so, you know, you know they're going to know every damn cut yeah. you play. Yeah, yeah. So we went deep. And <laughs> it felt good. It did, and it, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's the smart cookie way of doing it, because Dave Manicati from Y&T once told me, whether it's true or not, he said he still has a tape of every show they've played. They play here every year, and he said they look at the set list and they change it each time to make sure that whoever's coming each year isn't seeing the same show. Mm -hmm. So, mmm. Mm -hmm. no, they know. stole my idea. Yes. <laughs> Oh, now he could simplify that, not have to watch the show every time. He could just keep a list in a computer file. I think he does. I think he does that as well. Okay, I all right. It's great. a geek just, in him. Just, just wanted to, you know, Pat, share that tip with you, Dave. Yeah. Um, have you ever talked about writing and releasing any new material? And if so, what would it sound like? We've talked about it. Um, well, if you like Neil Diamond. <laughs> Very mellow. Uh, uh huh. Yeah, I think you know. Patsy Klein. Yeah, somewhere in there. Right. No, no, we have talked about it. actually. This is not for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck off. <laughs> no, um, I love all those artists. But anyway, um, no, we we would get asked this a lot, and for the yeah. longest time, we'd always be like, "Well, we're a tribute band, and, and when we come together, this is what we're doing. We're paying tribute." And some of us are already in other projects, original bands, or we've just come out of original bands, or whatever. But just recently, like in the past year, we kind of started to take a liking to that idea, and we're like, you know what? Why the fuck not? And uh, and I, I think the answer to what would you sound like is mm -hmm. we would sound like 
an original man, I guess. You know, because we're in a Maiden tribute doesn't mean we're going to write like Maiden. Mm -hmm. You know, but... Because we all have different influences. Yeah, and obviously one common thread is Maiden. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you know, there's two guitar players that both solo like motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. a vocalist from hell. <laughs> all this, you know, we take advantage of all that. Absolutely, but... Well, I'm going to play probably a couple of tracks with the, um, the piece, and I'll choose mm -hmm. one, but you have to choose one as well. And I guess it's mm. going to be something that we can get hold of and play from what you've had out. If you had a choice, if you were to say, you want to see what a real Iron Maiden tribute sounds like, that's the song you should listen to. Oh, goodness. Wait, we have to think about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, you know what? We've never got into a studio with our current lineup. So what we have is, is going to be you know, footage from shows or it's going to be, uh, actually we did an Access TV show. Yes, that's the... The best footage, it was the best quality. Uh, was recording. that the hour-long thing from the strip? Yeah. That show. Yes. Access to yeah. yeah. Yes, because it's got the current lineup. Yeah, the current lineup, and it had the best audio quality of any recording I've really heard of Ooh. us. So that's the Iron Maidens, and I have to say, I haven't had as much fun in ages as I did that day at what looked like an almost sold-out O2 in Islington. I saw Kiss there a few years back, which was obviously sold out, and I don't think there were many more in there than the Maidens had. They're funny, they look fantastic, and they really do put on a great show. So next time they're in your neck of the woods, make sure you get down there. In the meantime, another cut from that show in LA last year. I will leave you with the Iron Maidens performing a song I'm pretty sure you'll know. Until next time, be good. Run to the hills!
Go. Hi, this is <laughs> retarded. You know what? Here, I'll start it. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Okay. Okay. You, you ready? Got five to beat. That was rock goddess. Okay. <laughs> Actually, first Eddie Clark was eight, so you're all right. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> concentrate. <clears throat> concentrate. Oh my god. Here we go. Hi, this is Linda. And this is Kirsten from the Iron, Iron Maidens. Maidens. And you're listening to the classic rock metal podcast. Podcast. <laughs> you're nearly there. <laughs> okay, three. I think three takes and we got this. Okay, this podcast. <laughs> My finger was up. <laughs> she was like, what? what a pig? Can I buy a vowel? I don't know what it could possibly be. Is it a podcast? A podcast? <laughs> What time are we on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay.